We learned this week that the sensationally dismal pop-up theme park need not be an exclusively Christmas-oriented joy. You know the kind of thing usually established in some abandoned shed in a remote business precinct with an obviously, if understandably, drunk Santa Claus, the grotto a cardboard box with a balloon taped to it, the elves resentful between-jobs actors, the sleigh a mobility scooter pulled by a reindeer which is actually a pit bull wearing novelty antlers, the combination prompting the anguished tears of children and seething complaints of enraged parents telling delighted journalists that they paid a hundred quid or whatever for this. We learned that we may enjoy such wretched spectacles all year round thanks to the heroic labours of the Glasgow-based proprietors of what was billed as a Willy Wonka experience, a homage to the Roald Dahl character of that name, who has over the years become quite the family favourite for someone whose whole thing was luring children to their doom with the offer of confectionery. Where is the lie? We learned, or at least the parents who had calculated that 35 Scottish pounds was a reasonable price to pay to shut their kids up, learned that the reality of the installation fell somewhat short of the advertising, and by a distance that proved sufficient to make news around the world. Families were sold on a day of pure imagination and wonder. However, when they arrived for the experience, they claimed they just found a minimally decorated warehouse and one bouncy the event advertised chocolate fountains, performances by Oompa Loompas, and interactive experiences, all for just $44. Well, disappointed attendees shared these photos that have since gone viral. They were let down by a sparingly decorated warehouse that didn't quite match the ad. One father said that kids received two jelly beans each and a quarter cup of lemonade, and there was no chocolate. Come with me. And you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We learned, though, did we not, that the organisers of this shambles had, if inadvertently, spread far more happiness far further than could ever have been accomplished by any similar but competently staged event, which would perhaps have been fleetingly enjoyed by a few hundred kids, grimly endured by their parents, and swiftly forgotten by both cohorts, whereas this calamity has brought delight to millions, and in a manner which would surely have been approved of by Wonka's creator, whose sensibilities tend in general toward the macabre. We have learned overall and yet again that human beings like few things as much as the opportunity to express self-righteous umbrage at relatively petty injustice when it is visited upon themselves or to chuckle with unadulterated delight when it is visited upon others, a combination which probably explains why Roald Dahl sold so many books in the first place. Can I get some general muttered agreement? Yeah. And... Sticking with the subject of events billed as a sumptuous extravaganza of sensory delight, intellectual stimulation and compelling characters, but which turned out to be a tacky, depressing farrago of otherwise unemployable attention seekers ruthlessly bilking a customer base of credulous rubes, we learned that the Conservative Political Action Conference, the annual American dingbat derby usually known as CPAC, seemed as determined as ever to give the compilers of whimsical news reviews a relatively 
relatively easy week, and for this much we thank the conveners thereof. We learned that the Willy Wonka of this particular chocolate factory believes that golden tickets should henceforth be issued more sparingly, on the grounds that foreigners speak foreign. These are languages. It's the craziest thing. They have languages that nobody in this country has ever heard of. It's a very horrible thing. Coming over here with their languages like Czech, as spoken by Trump's first wife, and Slovenian, as spoken by his third wife, and Russian, as spoken by his GRU handlers, and gibberish, as spoken by CPAC guest and the UK's most former Prime Minister Liz Truss, who brandished a copy of the Financial Times. These are the friends of the bureaucratic establishment. They are the friends of the deep state. And they work together with bureaucrats, of which we've got many more in Britain than you have here in the United States, to keep things the same. And people in Britain aren't happy about that. We learned when we looked it up that the United States federal government employs about two and a quarter million people, whereas the UK civil service is staffed by roughly 500,000, but numbers were never Liz Truss's strong suit. Yikes! Returning to CPAC's keynote speaker, however, we learned that Donald Trump's morbid obsession with modern water pressure has not, unlike apparently American taps, ebbed. They put restrictors on showers, they put restrictors on faucets, you buy brand new faucets. Aren't they beautiful, darling? Oh yes, look at them, beautiful brass faucets, they're so beautiful. Let's try them. Ah, shit, no water's coming out. And drop. It drops out. You turn on the shower, I'm gonna take a shower tonight. My hair's gonna look better than it ever looked. I get that whole deal ready, I'm all set to go. Turn on the shower, ding. And we further learned that Trump has not been able to find the time in between rounds of golf and appearances in court to crack open an introductory history of the country he hopes once again to lead. And we learned this from his determination to ennoble the Washington DC riot of January 26, 2021 as something more commendable than the vandalism of a rabble of dunces incited by an angry clown. You heard the J6 hostages, didn't you? You heard that. And uh, I will tell you, there's never been in the history of our country a group of people treated the way they've been treated. There's never been anything like it. Slaves, Don. There were slaves. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller. <laughs>